This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. Hello, my loves. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. Hey, Daddy. Hey, Mama. So, okay, my loves. Um, today's topic is, and I'm going to say it really slow so that you can understand what we're asking. Are you with your mate? because you don't want to be alone. That's what we're talking about today, 404-832-2963. Are you with your mate right now because you simply don't want to be alone? Go on, Daddy, talk to it. What that means <laughs> is how did we get to this point? How, how did we get, we to, get to the conversation? And it's because uh, a, a mutual individual that we happen to know we surmise that the reason why she's with the individual that she's with <laughs> is because they didn't want to be alone. And we thought that she was not unique in that situation based upon what we observed. And we thought, hey, that would be interesting to have a conversation about. Are you with your mate because you don't want to be alone? Now, when we first said it, Robin bust out laughing and she said, who's going to admit to that? Mm -hmm. Like, who's going to admit to... I'm with you only because I don't want to be alone. Not so much that we have chemistry. Mm -hmm. Not so much that I really like you. I'm just fucking sick of going out to all girls night Monday through Sunday. So I saw you. You look like you. You look like you look like something. Okay. <laughs> you look like you look like something. So we can go ahead and do it because I just don't want to be by myself. There it is. I've had a few of those. Okay. So it's not that we're judging. We're simply asking because there is a young lady. Well, she ain't no young lady. This bitch is old now. There's an older woman oh, that we know that um, she oftentimes didn't have anyone. So whenever she got someone, it became a big production. Am I, am I, am I saying that fairly? It became this huge production where everybody had to know that she had someone. Right. Uh, right. And when they came around, it almost turned into uh, baby porn. Uh -oh. That's how much she wanted everybody to know that she was with someone. And this was at a child's party. Right. <laughs> and all the other children looking like, is this part of the festivities? <laughs> so are you with someone because you simply don't want to be alone? And do we choose not wisely because we don't want to be alone? And, and, you know, everyone can relate to a lot of people can relate to the. Uh, on the lower scale, someone may have asked you out that ordinarily you may not have considered. They gave you the number and nothing was happening that night and you were like, okay, let me see. Or, you know, this individual was somebody who you're not really trying to kick it with, but it was nothing to do that night. You kicked it with them. You had a good time, not good time, whatever the time. But then it is taken to another level when you decide to make them your mate. Come on. And you decide that because I don't have anyone, I want someone. Mm. And it doesn't matter who they are. It's kind of like, you know, in this situation where individuals would say, um, I know you want a man and now you have one, but look at the man that you have. Sisters and brothers, I I'm just going to say this to you. And a woman. Sisters and no brothers. Just on another side note, you always know a step up or a step down when you get into another relationship. Mm -hmm. You know if you've stepped up or if you've stepped down. Now, if the last nigga you mess with had all his teeth. All of them. And then the new nigga you messing with, he got about four good teeth and two of them is bad. 
And one is yellow. Okay, then you should have to answer yourself, maybe I took a step down. Maybe I took a step if down. If the nigga that you used to mess with, when you see him, they were clean. Just look like they bathed. Just look like they bathed. But the new nigga you with, not only do it look like he don't bathe, he kind of smell like it from time to time, uh-uh. and he might take a nap just out of nowhere. Now, some of us in the street know that as a junkie nod, but we're going to call it a nap. <laughs> right. That's how you'll question yourself. A nap versus a nod. Did I step up or did I step down? Mm-hmm. And did I step down simply because I didn't want to be by myself? Feel free to give us a call, 404-832-2963. Share your story and glory. Because we all have one. And again, this is not judgment. Because if y'all went back in my yesterdays, mm-hmm. there could be some uh, some sightings. <laughs> some sightings, bitch. Did I say sightings? Some sightings. That someone could say, Monique, what was, what, what, what was, what was happening? Let me ask you. Ask me, Daddy. What was happening? I didn't want to be by myself. That's what was happening. I did not want to be by myself. Most ninety percent of the relationships I've ever been in with a man was simply be, be simply because I didn't want to be by myself. When Calvin and I got together, my first marriage, there was no firecrackers, no fire. Well, there, there was fireworks when we had our, our Friday night fights, <laughs> but other than that, there was like no spark or no. This is really going to work out. It was simply because I needed help with my rent, and I couldn't pay that rent all by myself. So now you like me, I like you a little bit. Let's move in. Let's split this rent. We can make it work, but not because it was no whole lot of love. Mm-hmm. We're talking about it, y'all. Are you with your mate because you don't want to be alone? Let's go to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this? They were shy. But that's why they buy themselves. Uh-oh. That's why they buy themselves because they, goddamn it, they play on the phone. They play on the phone. But you have to ask yourself, and it's one of those kind of conversations that is hard to have out loud. Because you then have to say and admit the truth to it. And it's not just that you're with someone because you don't want to be by yourself. Because initially that may have been the reason why you got together. And then you found out that it may have been more than what you would have expected it to be. But you're in a relationship with someone that you have no chemistry with that was initiated because you didn't have anyone and now you have someone, but it's still that level of emptiness like you have no one. Why are you still there? You know, Daddy, okay, y'all, so my first marriage, right, when I, I, I called Sid and I said, yo, I'm getting married. <laughs> he was like, bitch, for real, like, are you sure? I'm like, why aren't you cheering this on? And he was like, yo, you don't know this cat. My second marriage. I called Sid. I said, yo, <laughs> I'm getting married. He was like, bitch, for real? Because y'all seem to argue a lot. You, you sure you want to do this? <laughs> a lot. A lot. So I think that. And she threw him a surprise wedding. Okay, yeah. tell it. Go on and a tell it. A surprise wedding. Niggas is hiding behind the door, yeah. waiting for folks to come in. I'm right there. We hiding. Surprise. Now, I heard of surprise parties. And at that time, because. I'm half crazy, and I'm used to the black Lucille Ball, which is Monique. Oh. Uh, yeah, she is. She's the black Lucille. She babaloo. She want to come down to the club dressed up, and Ricky be like, no, stay your ass home because you're going to come down here kicking up shit. When she told me about it, it seemed to make all the sense in the world. I'm going to surprise and propose to him at the same time. And we're going to get married at that goddamn time. Now, I've seen people surprise propose. Yeah. They be in the stadium and shit, but then it's like, yes, okay, well, we're going to do that shit right now. Yes. Just to make sure that it's going down. And you know why I did that, Daddy? Tell me. Because I like the excitement of a wedding. Not so much that I gave a fuck about us getting married. I like the excitement of a wedding, and I'm getting ready to drop a bomb right now. Is drop everybody it. ready for this bomb dropping? Get it. Okay, Mark, I'm getting ready to drop the bomb right now on Monique and Sydney's open relationship. Oh, it God. wasn't a surprise. 
Okay, now as Robin and Sydney both look at me like, bitch, <laughs> what? It wasn't a surprise. Let me tell you why. Because we got into a huge argument that morning, right? And it was so ugly that I thought that he would not be there, <laughs> right, for this surprise to go down. So I had to let him know, listen, at such and such a time, uh, Mr. Lewis is coming over here. And so so he knew. It would, you know, he could have said no. Okay. So all of this time. All of it, baby. You had Robin and I. And all the niggas that was there. So don't think y'all was just special. all the niggas that was there. <laughs> under the impression that that was a prize. Because he looked as if he was surprised. I was there. And yes. now I realize, well, we were there, Robin. Yeah. Yes. So now I realize the surprise was that he... It, you and him were really gonna go through with this shit. That's the surprise. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 because y'all really believed he was surprised, right? Yeah. That's why you know what, Mark. If you listening, anybody know Mark? Tell him that's why I believe he's gonna be a hell of an actor in Hollywood. <laughs> Somebody give him a chance because goddamn it, baby, he pulled that shit off. Y'all pulled that yeah, shit yeah. off, but you got your Academy Award. Oh <laughs> Right. So. The reason <laughs> we're having this conversation because again, not in judgment. I've been there. You know, I've, I've been with people that was for the moment. I've been with people because of what it was going to look like. But uh, most of my relationships weren't because I was head over heels for this guy. Nor do I think he was head over heels for me. Mm-hmm. I think I was feeling something just as he was feeling something for me. And neither one of us at the time were courageous enough to say, I'm not really feeling you. Mm-hmm. I'm just feeling the situation, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So are you with your mate? Because you simply don't want to be alone. And give yourself a test to ask yourself. Ask yourself, how do I take care of my mate? And how does my mate take care of me? How often do I cook a home-cooked meal? What is your chemistry like? Not just from a sexual standpoint, but what is it that... Mm -hmm. uh, uh, What is your relationship like when you don't say a word? When you're just sitting next to each other and you are sharing that energy, because that says a lot too. You know, I want to address this baby that just came in the room because I think that's something that a lot of people may be faced with. I don't know if it's a man or woman, but they said, I am in a relationship like that because he gave me herpes. And now I feel like I can't leave. Mm -hmm. Are you in that relationship because y'all really love each other? Or were you in a relationship that y'all didn't really love each other and you got herpes and now you feel like I'm trapped? Because don't let herpes stop you from finding real love. Mm -hmm. And it's just you being honest with the partner that you're with to say, listen, before we go any further, I need you to know this is what's happening with me. And if you want to go further, fine, but I don't want to trick you into nothing. Or shit, you got herpes, I got herpes, well then fuck it. Right. You you find you a herpes anonymous me. Shut up. Okay. Okay, ain't nobody judging no goddamn body. And there it is. But But don't let that don't let that be the end all to your life because you know it's easier said than done. But why be in a situation where you're unhappy with somebody with a an STD when you could be by yourself with that same STD and then find somebody else? who that doesn't matter because Mm -hmm. you're taking the proper precautions to uh, protect yourself from a sexual standpoint, but the relationship is, I guess, the energy beyond that is more of what connects you than the fact that you have an STD. Mm -hmm. We're talking about it, babies. Are you with your mate because you simply don't want to be alone? 404-832-2963. And here's a question I have. Do you know someone that is in a relationship and you know that that relationship ain't real? And are you courageous enough to say to your friend, to your girl or your boy, why are you with this person? Because every time I'm around y'all, it don't seem like it's good. You've never had anything nice to say about this person. Why are you there? And you'll hear some people say financially, convenience. You'll have people that will get divorced, but still stay together because it's financially convenient. It is, I don't want the children to see us not being together, but are you finding your real happiness in that type of situation? 
We're talking about it, baby. 404-832-2963. Are you with your mate because you simply don't want to be alone? And you've been a certain religion all your life. Then mm. all of a sudden you change oh, to really? another religion. Mm -hmm. mm. And then now that religion that you've changed to, the person that had you changed to that religion, you're now having to tell them that we need to go. To be religious. To be religious. And the individuals that are around you and that known you, that have known you all your life, there are certain things that you can't do because of this individual and their background, all because you don't want to be by yourself. And you ask yourself, is that worth it? And is that you? Is that you right now that's listening, that's saying, all because I don't want to be by myself, I'm willing to sacrifice everything just to be able to say, I have a man. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Open Relationship with Monique and Sydney Hicks. Let's go to the line, y'all. We're talking about it. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this? Oh, yes, I actually got through. My name is Raynesha. Hey, Raynesha. Hi, Miss Monique. How you doing, Mama? I'm great. Um, I was well, I, this is the first time I was able to actually catch you guys in, in the morning on Periscope, so I tried calling in to answer that question. Talk to us. So I'm married. Uh, been married four years now. Um, before I got married, I was pregnant. So ultimately, for me, in the beginning, I was like, "Yo, really like him. I want to be with him for the rest of my life," and I also didn't want to have a whole lot of baby daddies, you know? <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um, he told me, though, in the beginning of us ever dating that I was going to be his wife. I'm talking to Monique. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> 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 um, he told me in the beginning, you know, you're going to be my wife. And I told him, you're crazy. Um, and at the time, I was a Christian. We both were, actually. Um, and as we just decided to step out and do it. Um, things were rocky. In the beginning, we both questioned whether or not we were meant to be together. And five years later together, four years later married, things have actually been amazing. Like, I look at people that I know, and I see that they're only in relationships because it's convenient or maybe it's an opportunity for them not, like you guys are saying, not to have to be alone. And for me, I didn't want to put myself in that situation because I actually like being by myself. So I know that I'm not with him because it's, it's convenient. I'm with him because I love him. And we, let me just, how's the network? And we, um, we actually really enjoy each other's company. Like, he's my best friend. Mm -hmm. There you go. There you go. We so appreciate that's that. That's what it is for us. We we doing this because we like doing life together, not mm. because we have to be together because we have kids. So because we can separate and still be the best of friends to make sure that our kids have the best life ever. But we know that we work better as a team. Like he honestly reminds me a lot of Sydney. After watching you guys, looking at how much he dropped so many wonderful nuggets and he's just quiet but when he speaks it's power that is my husband you better say that <laughs> and we're young so we got married at 22 and 23 <laughs> yeah, that'll give you a lot of life together baby yes it does and so i really appreciate i'll try not to talk a long time i really appreciate you guys for doing your podcast and your periscope and all of it because it really I watch and listen and I'm like, yo, this is motivation. You guys <laughs> you guys give us so much motivation. We sit and we listen to your podcast and we talk it out. So thank you. Thank, thank you, my you. baby. You guys thank are. you. All right, thank you. You know, I, I love those calls. Because you have people saying, we're working through it. Mm -hmm. We're working it out. And in the process, we fell in love. Mm -hmm. You know, those are the ones that you say, keep pushing, keep keep motivating one another. And as she was talking, I was sitting here, <clears throat> and I was thinking about my parents. Mm 
And before we go into that, we're going to take this call. I'd like this one on. Hello, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this? Can, we, can you hear us? Uh-oh, hello. Okay, that's a little better. A, yeah, that's a lot better. Oh, okay, okay. I was um, basically saying that I'm about to get remarried, and the remarried came after being married for so long, being unhappy, um, staying in it for the children. You know, I thought my children's happiness was way more important than mine. I thought being able to pay the bills was way more important than, you know, a sexual connection. Like, there was absolutely nothing there, but because I didn't enter it for love, I entered it for my children. I thought that's what I deserved. Um, found my true love while I was still married. And that's when I realized how important love was for my survival, that I needed someone to, to need me, to love me, so that I could love me and need me, you know. And it wasn't a codependent thing. It was him showing that there is a thing called love out there, and I deserved it. Mm. There you go. Yes, indeed, baby. Thank you so much, sis. Thank you. Did you hear what she said? There was love out there, and I deserved it. And one thing that I would say when people say I stayed together for the kids, mm -hmm. in my humble opinion, when you stay together for the kids but there's no happiness in the home, that's more detrimental to the kids. Because now you have kids that grow up into adults and their understanding of happiness stems from what they saw. So when I say before that call came in, I thought about my parents. And my parents were married for over 50 years. And I know these two people didn't really dig each other. I know these two people weren't really in love with each other. I know that these two people really didn't share a chemistry. And that's what I grew up knowing. Mm -hmm. So when I think about the relationships I got into, well, I grew up knowing you ain't really got to love. You ain't really got to have this dynamic friendship. This is just what we signed up for, so let's go through with it. So for Calvin and for Mark, I was never a good wife because I didn't know how to be one. I didn't know how to be a friend. I didn't know how to be those things because I gave you what I knew. So when I hear sisters that call, that, that call in or either in a room and they're saying either I'm in a relationship because of a disease or I'm in a relationship because I wanted to make the kids happy or I'm in a relationship because I didn't have the money, don't get to your end being regretful. And also the relationships that you see in your home, it's not just what you see, but what you don't see that you can learn from as well. Because I came from a home where I didn't see two parents that were in love with one another. I saw a man that was very domineering. My mother was very passive. Um, and when she got married as a woman, it was as if there were a lot of life experiences that she didn't have. So we forget that our parents were young at one time mm -hmm. too. And we forget all about what they, not we don't just forget, but we don't acknowledge what they may not have known to be in a position to give us. And sometimes we can take that from a, and be resentful for what it was that they did not give us but not realize that they didn't have it or didn't know it to give. But it boils down to we as individuals and our ability to observe our surroundings so that for all of the love that you did not get is the love that you understand you should be able to give when you mm. finally have a mate, when you finally have children, to be in a situation where in my whole lifetime, my father had never hugged me. My father had, has never ever said, I love you. And that was the greatest gift I could have ever received, unbeknownst to me, because it's the reason why there's not a day that goes by that I don't say to uh, Michael, David, and Jonathan, I love you. And we hug each other every morning. And it's not a time that when you and I, I never saw my mom and dad kiss one another when they came in or when they leave, but it's the reason why we do that because in my mind, all of what I did not see transpire in terms of relationships between my grandmother and my grandfather, my mother and my father was all of what I knew that I needed to have if I was going to marry someone, 
which for a very long time, lady and, ladies and gentlemen, Monique would say, if we're not married by the time we're 40, we're going to marry one another. And I used to say, bitch, I will kill you. Yeah, that's what he said. I would say, bitch, I will kill you because I seen how you do. I seen how you do. And ended up marrying my best friend. It's like, so it by me getting the opportunity to see what it is that I would like to have, it's the reason why. I realized that there's a level of patience that had to be exhibited because I didn't see patience from my father. He didn't know how to be patient towards people, not because he was a bad guy or a terrible person, but when does someone teach you that? It's something that you have to internalize, you have to observe and be willing to execute on your own accord. And because of the things that I did not receive, it was the reason why I felt compelled that I had to give them. We're talking about it, y'all. Are you with your mate? Because you simply don't want to be alone. We're going to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this? This is Queen Cookie Baby. Hey, Mama. <laughs> you know I just like to call in and hear your voices. Me and my husband are right now watching your podcast, and we are enjoying the hell out of it like we always do. Mm. We appreciate it. Talk yes, to us. Tell us something good. Yes, but you know, one of the things that me and my husband, you know, it was rocky when we first started out. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that, you know, we heard bombs jumping off and flowers falling out the sky and everything. It was rocky. We started on a, a, a broken foundation. But as the years went by and as we stayed committed and communicated, uh, things started to get better, and the miracles started to appear. Mm. And one thing that I like to tell young people before they get married and even in their early stages of marriage is always remember that marriage circle. I think I've shared that with you, Monique. Yes, ma'am. No one goes in that circle but your husband and your wife, not even your children, not your best friend, not your mama them, just your husband. And my husband, or your wife, and my husband just told me something recently that went like this. I can't give my best when love isn't in it. Mm. That's real. That's real. So that's why you didn't... Uh, what did you say, baby? That's why you didn't been with Mr. Dennis forever. <laughs> forever, 37 and a half plus years. And uh, as my husband would say, the Lord willing and the creek don't rise... We're going to do another 37 and a half plus years. That's what's up. And, and and just to speak in reference to what I've witnessed from afar through conversations with Monique and yourself and Mr. Dennis just sharing with the, the audience, would you have to agree that the key to your relationship is that you two have never been closed off to better understanding one another? Right. You are right with that, uh, Sydney, because even in the beginning and even after the beginning, we sought tools, tools, T-O-O-L-S, to help us through this because it wasn't easy. There was a time my husband was sitting in the driveway and didn't want to come in because my evil ass. <laughs> and there was... <laughs> Monique, me and you are like, you got Doreen, I got menopause. Yes, ma'am. But anyway... Anyway, it had gotten to that. I mean, I, I, I didn't respect my husband because I didn't know how to be a wife. Mm -hmm. Like you, Monique, like you, Sydney, nobody taught us how to do this. We didn't have a blueprint. We just took it as it came. Mm -hmm. And that's what it was. And my husband is right here. Let me let him say something. He's dying to say something. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are good. You know what? You guys are teaching me. But as far as my beautiful body is concerned, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Hicks, I love her stinking draws. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about it. We're going to close. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I love you guys and keep them coming, okay? We love, love you, honey. You know what was interesting? And, and that's why I enjoy having conversations with her because they're so honest and they're so real and right. they're so, like, right there in your face. And when she says, when we first got together, it wasn't the fireworks. It wasn't the... When Sydney and I first got together, I know for me, I loved him because it was my best friend and it was my brother. 
And, and this has been someone I've been knowing since I was 14, but I didn't know how to be in love yet. Like I didn't know, I didn't know what that meant. And, and I knew that this was my, this was my boy. Like this was, this was the cat. I'm, when I'm fucking around, I'm calling you up to tell you I'm fucking around. This was, I'm mad with the world. I need to call you up. This was my, and still is my best friend. So when we first got together, it didn't cross over for me. It was still, this is my brother. This is my best friend. This is. What he is was funny that people are under the impression or you're under the impression that immediately when you get to, together that you're going to be in love. It's kind of like when you first get your driver's license, you really don't know how to drive well, but you know how to drive just well enough to pass the test. Mm -hmm. And what it was that we were able to pass the test of what we needed in one another and the rest was soon to follow because you know not all the challenges that you're going to have down the road, but you feel like based upon you kicking the tires, you checking the oil, there are no leaks, and you say, you know what, this person has all of the qualities that I would need in a woman. And you thought, I would assume that I had the qualities that you would need in a man with more surprises to come mm. because who you thought it was, see, Monique actually thought to some degree that I was an incredible pushover because I've always been relatively easygoing, but wasn't used to a person who is not going to fight you or be loud and yell with you in order to make a point. It's kind of like jujitsu, leverage, when you use someone else's logic and reason against them or really for the benefit of the relationship and you pose a question because to argue with Monique as a man, I already knew going in, there was no way in the world that I, Sydney, Eugene Hicks, could possibly win. But if I could reason and use some logic and take her out of the world of emotion, Mm. she'd realize that we're on the same team and what we're trying to do is accomplish this thing together and when it's not I'm trying to one-up you or be better than you we're together and should be together because we're looking to make each other better so the fact that I remember we were being intimate and Monique looked at me and said are you making love to me Oh, so you just going to put that out there? Yes. Fuck it. Go on, tell it. Are you making love to me? Ah! And I looked at her and I said, and I thought to myself, how innocent is that? And I said, no, I'm fucking the shit out of you. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I said. Ah! Yeah, <laughs> you, did. <laughs> yeah no, you did. Yeah, you did. But. Bam, 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 bam. But, I'm sorry. <laughs> but. It, it was one of those things that, and when you realize that's what it is, it's kind of like there are no light shows. There are no parties. There are no, you're the millionth customer right. that goes off. It's a realization that you know that your life is better with this person in it than not. And when you get to that point and you understand it, and you really understand it, you act that way towards that person because you start to cherish every day. Mm. Because you know they are not guaranteed. We're talking about it, y'all. Are you with your mate because you just simply don't want to be alone? 404-832-2963. And the person that you're with, did they change you for the better? Or did they change you for the worse? When you got with that mate that you got with, could you really look in the mirror and say, you know what, when this person entered my life, it made my life better. Or when this person entered my life, God damn. Or did you change their life for the better or for the worse? Mm. Were they not smoking crack cocaine when they met oh, you? And then all of a sudden you got together and now you are puffing partners, laid out looking like Halle Berry and Samuel L. Jackson. And jungle fever. We know them. Fighting off the crack pipe. Fighting about it. So it's like it, it, it goes both ways. And 
when Robin said earlier, nobody's going to admit to it. This is a place where there is no judgment. None. We we prefer the sinners, the self-admitted sinners, not the ones that proclaim to be perfectionists because you're going to get the realest conversations out of the individuals that already know that they are not perfect. And for those individuals that oftentimes I've heard people speak in reference to Jesus and they are some of the most sanctified, but what I heard most and watched most uh, in terms of the things that you may have read was he seemed to be cool with the regular folk, not with the higher ups, Come on, not with the people that were perfect. There was a level of understanding that he had for the common cause, as opposed for those individuals that were uh, trying to pr pr pretend as if they were more than. Yes. So this is an environment where we just having a real conversation because everyone knows that after they leave the bathroom from taking a dump. What does it smell like? The only reason why it smells like potpourri is because of the spray can that you use after you kindly flushed. But if they check your ass, okay then, we talking about it. <laughs> we are talking about it. Are you with your mate because you simply don't want to be lonely? And this uh, brother just uh, put in the room, I am with my wife strictly because of convenience. I need roof. I need a roof and food. Now, this is what I'll say. Because if you're joking, ha-ha, we're going to get a laugh. But if you're not, karma going to show up for your ass. So be able to deal with it whichever way it's going. If you are saying, I am with it, because I've had to deal with karma my goddamn self. If you're saying, I'm with this woman strictly for convenience, I need a roof and food. And in conjunction with the karma, you then ask yourself, what is it about you that makes you not confident enough to wait for the individual that means something to you? And uh, what disallows you from being able to acquire food and a roof for yourself? Mm. Beyond the, the, the karmic aspect of it, because it's like our girl had called in earlier and she said, listen, I thought things were going to be one way, but we formed a relationship. We built off of that, and it was so much more. Are you just looking just for the food, for the handout, for the roof? Are you open to try to make that happen? Because, hey, listen, maybe initially this was some opportunistic uh, chance that you took advantage of. But the question you would want to ask is, why do you want to take advantage of somebody because what happens if someone is actually going to take advantage of you? Would you want that to take place? It's real simple. But we never consider it when, when we, right, we, we never consider it until it's our turn. And then we can find how many reasons why it's messed up that it's happening. But you're not thinking about how you're trying to take advantage of somebody else. And, you know, and, and he just put... Um, I'm sorry, but that's just what it is. Mm -hmm. And again, baby, know when you come in here, this nigga church. This this is the church of no judgment. This this church. nigga church. This is the church oh, of no baby. judgment. So we're not judging. What we're just saying is know what to expect around the corner. Because when you do something, and here's why I think that life turns out for people the way it does. And you can sit back and say, oh, well, I thought they got past that. I thought that was dealt with. I have a brother that all I've ever known is, and he could be different now, but all I've ever known is he goes from woman to woman. And he would find women that had a low self-esteem, um, really just looking for somebody. And you got to understand, my brother's a good-looking gentleman. Like, he ain't no, no, no scared to look at. First, first sight, somebody would say, he's a fine-looking brother. But then you have to ask yourself, how long do you do that? And now you're almost 60. When do you get tired of playing pillar to post? Or do you do that for the rest of your life until you take it down where I just needed a roof and something to eat? Okay, well, when that one ran out, because she caught on to what you were doing, now you got to go to the next one. Now you got to go to the next one. So you become a, 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 a carpetbagger. And ask yourself, 
what is it about you that makes you feel like you don't deserve to have true happiness? And how are you going to get it? And I think earlier one of the callers spoke in reference to I could never be with somebody just because I wanted to be alone because I'm comfortable being by myself. Mm. And if you are first comfortable with being by yourself, that is one step putting you towards being a better mate because you're already whole as an individual. What's, and, I'm sorry. No, and you came to the, the relationship as, as a whole person. Two whole people can make a beautiful relationship. We're going to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this? Hi, Monique and Sydney. Hey. Hey, I was just giving you guys a call. I want to say good afternoon, beautiful people. Hey, afternoon. baby. I was calling in in reference to being with your significant other or yourself, um, just out of convenience. And I have been married to my significant other um, for almost 19 years. Um, we love each other beyond words, and, and that's very true. But sometimes you can go through things that will make you question if you guys are there just out of a comfort level at after time. And I can honestly say that it took us actually separating for me to realize that I can't live without this person. Mm. It was like two magnets. You know how you can get two magnets together just so and it feels like they're pushing away from each other. Mm -hmm. But whenever you get them together, that's all you need. It's one. And I know there are a lot of people that are together with someone just out of convenience. But at the end of the day, sometimes you need to be apart just a little bit to realize how much you need to be together. Damn. I love that man to pieces, and I know he loves me. And That's... no matter who has tried to intercede on our marriage, there's been a plenty of people on both sides, my family and his family. No matter what we've done over the years to each other, and we've done things to hurt each other, I would never want to be with anybody else mm. but him. Then you went in all day long. Mm. All day long. All day long. And that's the reason I love you guys together, because I see so much of our relationship and the kinship that you guys have together and I just applaud you and I want you to keep it together and know that people are rooting for you as much as I know that you guys are rooting for us. Mm -hmm. So please continue doing what you're doing and know that we support you. Thank you, baby. Very we love much. you back, sis. Absolutely. Right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, baby. And it helps when you are in a relationship to deal with people that are happy in their relationship. Yes. It helps when you are in a relationship to deal with people that even if they're meet, having a bad point, they really love each other. Because, you know, ladies, you have the girlfriends. Fellas, you have the homies. The fellas that you have a conversation with and all they're doing is telling you about how their wife ain't this, how their wife ain't that, how they get on their nerves. And you start listening closely and you watch closely and you see that they actually have a good woman mm. or they actually have a good man mm -hmm. or they actually have a good mate. But you sit there and you co-sign and you listening to garbage in reference to the significant other. When you have individuals that are in a good relationship, they can't co-sign on it. And they're really your friends and they tell you, bro, listen. I see how Barbara is with the kids. I see how she treats you, dog. You just want to run the streets and do what you want to do. And you want to make an excuse about it. And if that's what you want to do, I'm going to be your man a hundred grand regardless. But I wouldn't be your man a hundred grand if I didn't tell you. You about to blow it. Mm. And you about to blow one of the best things that you ever had. All because you want to do what you want to do. And oftentimes, when that's really your man, because y'all got a relationship, they look at you and say, dog, that's good looking. Come on. I needed to hear that. Come on. I need to reevaluate that because when you're dealing with the cats 
that they don't have anyone. You dealing with a single cat and you tell them you're married blues and they're going to try to tell you that's why they sing. But then when you see them, when they go out, they act like they don't know how to act. Yes. They act like coochie, women, that's going out of style. They running all over the place. And what's interesting is the male dynamic. You go out to the club to meet a woman. You get with the woman. Then you go back out to the club to find another woman because you complain about the woman that you met (laughs) at at the club. As opposed to what made you pick them out? What? Now that you picked them out, it's kind of like you're taking the seeds of a relationship. You're planting them. But you're complaining about the fact that you picked these seeds, not realizing that you're the farmer in the relationship and you must cultivate. It is your job to cultivate your relationship. So we are almost marital farmers and we are cultivating the, the farm, which is our relationship. And we have to nurture the mate that's in our lives like we would nurture the plant the, the the collard greens. Falcon. The hog mogs. No. Okay, you don't know. No, we ain't fucking with the mog. The neck bones. Come on. Okay then. <laughs> so it's like and we oftentimes don't do that. We think that a person is just supposed to be perfect. But because we're not, that's part of when you know the relationship is real, when you are patient enough to work through those things and understand what you have and see the bigger picture. You know, when you said that when you call your, your friend, your brother, and he give you the real shit, mm-hmm. that reminds me of that time the Snoop was on the show. Mm-hmm. And he said with tears in his eyes, the brother that kept his marriage together, that said some real shit was Tupac. Tupac. He was the only one to say, yo, not that one. Like that one, y'all done been together through it all, nigga. Go the fuck on, on and make and fix that. You appreciate those. And even when we say, are you with someone just because you don't want to be alone? When Robin and I were walking this morning and we were saying there were some situations that we've been in in our lives that we wish women would have rallied behind us. Mm-hmm. May we have been right, wrong, whatever it was, but just rallied around us to say, think about it this way, think about it that way. Even if the relationship don't work, you still don't have to leave it broken, mad, and angry if someone would have rallied around us and said, let's consider this, let's consider that. Even if it ain't going to work, we're still having these open and honest conversations to see how we can get through it. But most times it's like, fuck it, you on an island by yourself, you figure it out. And though that would be something that makes sense that you would wish the harsh reality is, is these same individuals that were around you that you would have loved for them to rally around again, what was it that they were given? Because how many situations, I've heard of multiple situations of individuals who they had children at a young age. They had family members that had children that preceded them at a young age. But the one who had them at the young age at the current time is dealt with by the ones who were older as if they didn't know what it was to experience the same situation and they are shunning them as they were shunned because oftentimes we as human beings it is easy for us to give what it is that we were given if it's kind of like the um, fraternity syndrome if you were hazed hard in your mind you think the best way to do it is to Hey, someone else hard because that's just the way you do it. That's the way you get respect. Not really thinking about what are the long term effects of what are the long term effects of that treatment of individuals so that this is a prime opportunity that you may have missed that chance to be rallied around. But it is the reason why you won't miss the chance to rally around mm-hmm. someone else when it's their turn. Yes. Because of what you missed. And then there are those that you want to rally around, but you can't. You got to let them go through the journey. And that may have been what they felt in reference to you. And this is why mm. we as individuals are oftentimes not as strong as we believe ourselves to be. Yes. But far more powerful than we give ourselves credit for. 
So we're the proverbial circle in the square. We're a conundrum. And when you understand that about yourself, it makes it that much easier not to pass judgment on one another for what it is that they didn't say or what they didn't do. I've never been treated more poorly by an individual in my life than I had been by my father. But I have nothing but absolute love for him because I don't know all of the dynamics which made him act that way. I may be able to see certain things and say, but he was treated well. From my understanding, he was treated well. But you can have a pivotal situation in your life that affects you in such a way that you don't know how to treat people well. But the key is not how I was treated. The key is how do I want to live my life as it pertains to treating other individuals so that I'm not affected by one moment as he may have been affected by one moment. As someone, your mom, your dad, or other individuals may have been affected by one moment because they say you can't take riches with you when you leave this life. But the one thing you can, and I believe humbly you will take with you, is the spirit of who you are. And this is the training ground for the spirit that you're going to evolve into being. We're talking about it, y'all. Are you with your mate because you simply don't want to be alone? 404-832-2963. You know, there's a, a sister in the room, Muggy, M M Muggy Muzzy. I think that's the, um, the handle, Muggy Muggsy. And she's saying that she got married because she thought it was her turn to be happy. But when it all played out, she's very unhappy. Mm -hmm. And having a hard time getting herself to freedom in that relationship. And, you know, I think that communication stops us from really having great relationships. Because... And when y'all come in this room, please know you're free to share everything. But what I would ask you, Muggy Muggsy, are you sharing that with your husband? Like for everything you're sharing with us today, have you shared that yet with the guy that you're with? Because sometimes it's easy to tell your girlfriend, I can't stand this, I don't like this, I don't like this. But you see your man and you ain't saying shit. So now y'all are going for years with a silent resentment because it's so much about him or her that you don't like, but you've never shared it with one another. So we're talking about it. Are you with your mate simply because you don't want to be alone? Let's go to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this? Hi, this is Mother. Hey, Mother. How are you? Wonderful, baby. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm calling in because I'm seeing you on scope. I'm actually in the room on scope. I'm having the time right now. Um, I've been married for five years. Okay. Uh, my husband, um, he left this morning. Um, cops had, had to be called. I've been assaulted by him. We have a three-year-old. I've been assaulted by him repeatedly. He got drug issues, but I still tried to help him. You try to be there for him and just make make a change for him. And I did help him, but I just couldn't help him just get that addiction done. I couldn't I couldn't help with that. And every first of the month he leaves, comes back three days later because he don't have a place to stay. His family don't mess with him. Nobody messes with him because he's a bad person. He's from New York. Not saying everybody from New York is bad, but. He's a manipulator. He tells you what you want to hear. And in this situation, I am, I'm trying to be a good mom for my son. And this relationship is not allowing me to do that. Mm -hmm. My son has seen us argue. He's seen us fight. And that is what hurts me more than anything. But this morning I woke up, we wasn't even arguing. He started a pointless argument. And when I looked around, he had already packed his stuff. I said, well, good. This is my house. This is my car. Pack your stuff and don't come back. But this this is ongoing each month. He packs his stuff, leaves, and then he understands that I am the sole provider of this house. Food, clothes, everything. So he tries to come back. I'm talking to one of his friends, and I heard that through the grapevine, he's cheated on me. And now this is my last straw. I'm 25 years old. My husband is 37. And I... 
was the person who had to step up and take care of him, take care of his daughter as my stepchild. And then I was bashed by his other baby mama about how good of a mother I was to her child. And she didn't want that because she wasn't taking care of her child and doing what she needed to do. And he's been locked up for assaulting me before. I was four months pregnant with my son. And he beat me bad in my mom's house. I was in the hospital fighting for my life, praying to God that my son was not dead. Mm. And I took him back after that. I took him back because I thought he had changed. Everybody said, no, he ain't changed. And he will put his hands on me time and time again, and I would still try to be there for this man. I would still try to care for this man. You know, say his family would bash me because they thinking that I'm the person. I'm, I'm that type of baby mama who calling the police, who treating him bad. They don't see, they, they see his lies and they hear his lies that he's taking care of this house, that he's providing for my son. When he's only bought my son, my son is three years old. The only thing he's bought my son was a box of diapers. Never in his life and a five dollar toy from Walmart. Because I don't need him for nothing. My mm-hmm. support system is everything. I don't need him for child support. I don't need him for nothing. But my question and why I'm calling in today is how do I pick up the pieces of my life? How do I just start over? How do I just leave everything behind and be the woman that I'm capable of being? Because my son will not have a father. He'll have a father, but his father won't be there. And that relationship that he had with my son is what I hold on to. Because I grew up without a father. My father was not here, and I didn't want the same for my son. So I, I carried this relationship. And people will judge, well, why are you still with him? Because the relationship he has with my son. My son loves him to death. Every day, my son calls for his dad. So I put up with this. But for the sake of my son, and I know it ain't right, but I didn't want my son to have a life that I had without a father. I didn't want my son to grow up like that. And it's at the point where I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Have Have you ever got on an airplane before? Have I got on the airplane? Yes. Yes, sir. And before they take off on the plane, they tell you about what to do in case of an emergency. Yes. One of the things that they speak of is if the oxygen pressure gets low and you have a small child with you and the mask falls out from the roof, do not put it on the child first. You must put it on yourself first because if you put it on the child first and you pass out, the child is left with no help. But if you put it on you and the child passes out, you are still cognizant of how to take care of this child. You must put the mask on yourself. Yes. Yourself first. That's how you get out of it. And... I'm touched by what you're saying. And I'm tired of every goddamn week. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay, girl. You got everybody in the studio. Yeah, because she got to get out of it. Go on. Do not. I'm going against my family for this man. I want you to listen, baby. The key is when you say you're going to leave everything behind, you are everything. Mm. And you will not leave you behind. Yes. So as long as you take you with you, and you put the mask on you first, your child may be calling for his father. But it's better that he calls for his father, who has not been responsible, than to call for his mother, who is not alive, because she wasn't. So you have to do what is best for your child. And that may mean disconnected from his father but you're doing what they're asking you to do when you get on the plane you are providing oxygen for you and your child and it's time for you to breathe and baby 
when you take that first step, it'll keep on going and it'll be okay. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. There are sisters in this room right now and they're all saying it to you because some of those sisters have been through it and they had to walk away. Some had to leave in the middle of the night. Some had to go. But you're going to be okay, Mama, if you want to be okay. And I think that sometimes those are the conversations that we don't have because I will remember in my first marriage, it was very physical and it was very abusive on both parts. I can't put it out there like he just beat me up. We were very abusive to one another. And one day I called my mother's house in an uproar and screaming and hollering. And my sister said the realest shit to me ever. She said, Monique, stop calling here because that's just a part of your relationship. And she yeah. hung up. And I had I to accept that. So at this point, Mama, you have a decision to make. Now, and, and again, let me say this too. If you decide to stay, it don't make you a bad person. It don't make you a dummy. It don't make you stupid. It's just a choice that you're making, but you got to understand what comes with the choice that you're making. You got to understand that if I make a decision to stay, because quote unquote for my son, but my son is going to see these ass weapons. My son is going to see me being knocked down, knocked out. The police, my baby going to see it. You just got to understand he's not going to be three forever. Yes. That's right. Yes. Then he'll be 13. Then he'll be 23. And then if you get a phone call from his girl saying, listen, he didn't just knock me in my head. So you got to know the choices you make, mama, is you got to be responsible for what comes with the choice. So we don't want you to feel like, because I know sometimes people will say, oh, she's stupid for staying and she dumb and I'll never feel that way because I'm not walking in your shoes because I've stayed in situations where people told me I was dumb and stupid. But you just got to be ready for the consequence for the decision that you make. And there's an old saying. It goes, if it is to be, it's up to me. Mm. And whatever it is that you want to happen for you and your child, it can happen and it's up to you as it pertains to your husband. It's one of those things where you have to let those things go, especially when you know it can affect your life. And if it affects your life, it's gonna affect your child's life. And since you know that your child is better off with you in his life than with his father in his life right now, because he probably is not a bad guy, but those drugs, they're no joke. Yes. Then a joke. But he, in order for him, you can't help someone that doesn't want to help themselves. Yes. So when you're in a position, as you are right now, because they say you can walk a million miles, but it all take it all starts with the first step. You got to take the first step to make the decision to say, I know what happens at the first of the month. That was the last month. That the mm -hmm. first of the month will happen in the way that it did. And if you choose for it to be that, that's what it will be. And we appreciate you calling in. And everybody in the room is wishing you, whether they call it to Jesus, to God, they praying for you and they want the best for you, but nobody can want it for you more than you want it for yourself. Go get it. Thank you. We love Thank you, baby. We love you, too. I love you so much. I used to watch your parkers on Zoom. I love you. We love you, baby. We hugging you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank All right, you. my baby. Listen here. They got me again. They done sniped me down. Every time I try to get back out, <laughs> they, they pull me back <laughs> in. That's why, my loves, this show is so needed. This show is so needed, and... You know, folks keep asking us, when is it going to go on TV? When, because we need this show every day when the universe says it. But right now we're grateful for these moments right here because I really feel like humbly 
that it is changing people's lives and saving people's lives because you ain't getting it cut with no bullshit. You ain't getting it cut with, okay, we just had that conversation, but when we come back from commercial break, we're going to try to sell you this pocketbook. Well, bitch, I ain't dealt with what I'm trying to deal with. It is right here, up front, and it is to help us get better. Because after every show, I don't care what show it is, and when I'm on that road, when I'm in that room, I play these shows back because they're still helping to change and save my life. So if you know somebody, tell somebody and tell 10 more people because you never know the person that could say, this really helped me make some choices and decisions. So we want to thank you all for tuning in today. You could have been anywhere else, but you stayed here with two dummies from Randallstown High School. You stayed here with two dummies from Randallstown High School. And we thank you. So like my daddy always says, the mind is like a parachute. It is no good unless it's open. We love y'all. For free. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.